You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to red wings rant season five yeah we're tirades and impassioned please for y'all or detroit red wings finally have a home um <laughs> audio's coming in hot actually on my side now that we're live um yeah. yours sounds like you're speaking out of a toilet yeah let me uh um we've already got do some tests got some... here we got some uh, early bids for a uh, comment of the show. Uh, Righteous247 saying, right on time. Uh, Jared, holy crap, I forgot this was on my screen. Um, and then Mike, is it Laughlin? Laughlin? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Laughlin. Is it an EV? No, it was a Chevy Cruze and uh tire popped. And uh, I couldn't change it because I couldn't find the lug nut key. So um, I... Had it like eighty nine percent done, and then I couldn't make any more progress. So, uh, luckily, the place where I work, though it's not great, uh, they did send a security man over with some air, and he filled up my tire, and I went to Burger King, and now I'm here. Um, yeah. Did you? I just want to ask, because yeah. I feel like this is something I might do. Okay. Did you? Realize you didn't have the right lug nut. Also, does my audio sound better? Yes. Okay. Did you realize you didn't have the right lug nut? Key. Key. Key nut for your 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 wheel. Then decide that you're going to try the other four. Like, you realize that, and then you're like, you know what? Maybe the other... Maybe you just got to loosen the other four, and it'll still pop off. And then you finally made the the call... Like, nope, this isn't going to work. I got to put them all four, all five back on. Um, I uh, made my Try way and be through. as honest as possible. I made my way through the four lug nuts, and then I thought, and maybe I'll just pull off the hubcap <laughs> here. And uh, that didn't work. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where my head was at. I was like, I feel like I'd, I would be mentally in this space, like, all right, I got to be a man. I got to figure this out. <laughs> well, the best part was they, they sent a security guy who's like all beefed out. And then, uh, you know, he's used to like helping, you know. How do I put this uh, gently? Uh, people who are uncomfortable changing tires. You know, he didn't expect me. And so he drove up and then he tried to like outbro me. He's like, yeah, you know, cars are shit, you know, shit, you know. And then I was like, yeah, bunch of shit, you know. He's like, yeah, shit. And then uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, that little device uh, that you plug into my battery to get the uh, air pump going, that's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, it's sometimes it's a piece of shit, but, you know, sometimes the shit works. So, you know, it's pretty good shit. All right, man. Good shit. Some good shit you did down there. So I uh, really yeah. appreciated it. You appreciate? Wait, how can you? Chewy, do that? I didn't say. I didn't editing. say it. I didn't say it, Chewy. You said it for me. Thank you. 
Um, Jared, fascinating tangent, Mike. Let's move on. <laughs> Dan B, the only person who had a worse week than Mike, Sebastian Cosa. Woo. Ooh, who wants Curtis. to call him a bust first? Huh? Oh, God. Uh, Curtis, hard to believe the last time we were all together, Mike Babcock was still coaching in Columbus. What a what a week for Mike Babcock. Oh, boy. Um, and we talked about it a lot last week. I have one slide on it. It's just Mike Babcock's face. But I think still the best take that we got was Elliot Friedman last week saying he had to be perfect. He couldn't be 99% good. He had to be perfect. And he super fucked up. So he gone. I like that um, the NHLPA, too. I like the story that came out. I think Frank Cervelli posted it. He's like, yeah, they weren't deciding whether or not to keep him. They were trying to figure out his exit strategy for the last day. Like, when that story came out, I think that was Sunday. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, Good old I mean... NHLPA. Nailing it. Getting rid of Mike. Yeah, they, they did their little investigation, and they said, good God, no. And uh, here we are. Um, and then Logan Underwood. Logan, I don't think we've said hi. How you doing, Logan? Um, I finally have hockey back in my life. I will be at opening night, October fourteenth. Nice. I know. I wanted to go to that game. Uh, I'm. I might not be in town. We'll need. Yeah, Matt will be at Disney World again. Stop! Don't tell people. World more Embarrassing. Than he goes to Red Wing games. He's not even bringing his kids or his wife. He's just going by himself. It's going to be fun. I like, yeah, you go by yourself. Telling a player to come to his house for lunch, looks at phone and doesn't feed the guy. That might have been the real problem. You got to hold a grudge somehow. Um, Well, Mike, we had a bunch of guys still holding a grudge from last year. If uh, I, you included, I'm the only one yeah. holding zero grudges on our fantasy hockey team our fantasy hockey league because i won i won i did matt won so if you want to try and knock down the champ because the champ is here uh guys you can uh, sign up now if you were on the league last year you're already signed up you're good to go if you were in the league last year lest you forget that matt definitely had the most mark mcguire fantasy hockey season i've ever seen in my life First of all, he wasn't even going to be in the playoffs. And then the day before the playoffs started, he expanded the seeds to eight. Then when he Look. made it to the finals, it was a tie game at the end of the week. And somehow Matt won by a point. I don't know where that point I, came from. There I, wasn't a mystery goal at the end of the night. <laughs> somehow Matt inserted himself into the playoffs and inserted a free point into his, his sum. So if you're excited to be part of that league, Right there is where you sign in. <laughs> Jared. Thank Jared you, says, Jared. Mike, you should read that one. Then. Jared, couldn't have said it better myself. Hard to hold a grudge when you're a fucking piece of shit like that. Oh, he actually wrote, when you change the rules as league manager. <clears throat> All right, let me get some water for this. Look, Mike. Can you believe the amount I've... of cursing I've done in this episode? First, the bro story, and then... <laughs> regaling us with matt I, and his fantasy hockey management skills i'm i'm not a man i'm not a traditional you know like i, I don't need an umpire mike 
I, I don't need the hockey rules to stay the same. I'm not I'm not the old hockey guy, you know, like uh, 100 hockey men. Mike, I'd be, yeah, I'd be we thrilled that there was if, you know, if some integrity in this league. The NHL we there was said, integrity in this league. Like it was WWE. Instead, you have abused us and treated us like the NFL. Damn you, Matt. If, Damn you. As I was saying, we if come the to this NHL to avoid the NFL, not be treated like if Those the referees. NHL and Gary Bettman would say, look, there's a problem with the league. We're going to fix it right now. We're going to put more teams no. in the playoffs. That, even, no, I even would Bettman love wouldn't that. have done this. Man, this has NFL written all over it. <laughs> That's this the is point. Disgusting. He would never this do disgusting. it. Disgusting. Disgusting display. Yeah, you're right. The NFL would do that. Uh, so anyway, guys, if you're watching right now, uh, there's a QR code. You can scan it, join the league. Um, I don't know if you have to do anything else, but do that but um <laughs> curtis says i'm not feeling very oozy about wanting to join i you know what they're sore losers curtis i i won also you don't have to put any money down <laughs> i won we actually... and and you know what ketzel won a free jersey uh for coming in second to me I won fair and square. It just so happened I didn't like that there were only four teams out of 16 making it to the playoffs. And you know what, guys? Sometimes, hey, I had the most points for that whole season. All right? Me. Also the least amount of points against. I think that team should have made it into the playoffs, damn it. Fucking weird. The manager of the league also scored the most amount of points. That's weird. Huh. And somehow still almost missed the playoffs, then entered the playoffs, and then won by a point. Weird. Anyway, Logan Underwood coming in hot with comment number two. Uh, don't don't wait to watch Alex DeBrinkett make his Detroit Red Wings debut. Maybe a goal in that game. You know what, Logan? Last year was like a perfect storm because not only did we win, I got to see my beloved hero, Elmer Soderblom, uh, score his first goal, and it was elation uh, from that stadium. So, um it would be awesome to see Debrinket get off the schneid early, especially when he's getting a pass from Patrick Kane. Maybe a good time to kind of bring up what we wanted to talk about today. We'll kind of get through the prospect tourney. Um, can you give uh, Can you give Curtis one? Oh, which one? Let me talk to you. All right, go ahead, man. Because you said you want to talk to us here. Go ahead. You seem so lost. I know you're not part of WWE anymore, but LA Knight, he's actually a thing now. But Oh. Um. <laughs> wow. So what we want to do today is run through the prospect tourney, and then um, we're going to talk about a group of fellers on the Red Wings team that I – it's not about the highest ceiling or the worst player on the team. I think you guys know where I feel where I'm at with that. It's about the guys – who have the largest gap between ceiling and floor. And I want to have that That's conversation. That's literally Elmer Soderblom. Right. And it could mean so make or break the season. It could be a guy that's doing okay and could fall down to the depths. Uh, could be, again, an Elmer Soderblom. Could he break through? And, of course, we're, I mean, you can't break through the ceiling. We're literally defining somebody has a ceiling and a floor. But, uh, you know, could they be the difference maker that this team needs to get in the playoffs? So we'll kind of highlight those guys, and uh, we want to hear from you. Um, 
But yeah, let's let's go through this silly prospect tournament. Um, Soderblom's going to walk away as the MVP for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, That's my guy. I, I I think I think ultimately this is we've talked about this before in a couple like these pros. I'm going to say prospect tournament situations. We're looking at guys who are playing over in the SHL, and we kind of make the argument like. For some of the guys, they're at the point where it's like, don't just don't go out there and embarrass yourselves. Looking at uh, maybe some goaltending prospects we mentioned. Hey, wait earlier. a minute. But for Elmer Soderblom, he's he's got NHL experience. Going backwards to the prospect tournament, it's good that he had this performance. But goddamn, if he did not. Holy mackerel, were we going to almost have to write off Soderblom for this season? Am I wrong? Do, you are. He can do no wrong, man. He's six foot nine. No, um, he did. He did good. I'm just saying. He, if, if he had a bad couple days, he would be in the exact same boat as Sebastian Cosa, the future MVP of the league. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, but yeah, we got our we got our little horns tooted a little bit here. Um yeah, you know, they basically said Elmer better have been good. I mean, he was, but he he better have been. I, I you know, one hundred percent. That's where I'm at. I I think that's the truth. I think that the story is if he failed. This this is this is. He's at he he's back to the bar he was at last year, right? Yeah, I mean, when he was playing opening night, and you know, before he got sent down to the minors. Um, you know, he had a lot of instances where he got to use his length, um, just, you know, be able to completely drape over guys. Um, apologies to Chris Draper. He's the real Draper of the Red Wings um, because he could loom. He could stretch. Um, you know, I think there was some criticism about his, his ability to skate fast, but, you know, as far as having to get from point A to point B, it took him like one stride. So, you know, he could probably be quicker, sure. But, yeah, if he can learn to utilize that length into being like a defensive forward in addition to, you know, being a G, not a, a huge, a gigantic body in front of the net, man, what an asset this guy could be. And then, you know, he's still, he's still kind of got his muscles are like giant Gonzalez and we need him to be Andre the Giant. So once he starts, you know, putting on some actual beef, you'll, you just can't move him in front of the net. That'll, it'll be awesome. So we're just, we're, we're still seeing, the preliminary Elmer, Matt. I, Who's I'm, the, um, I'm so the, excited. The Cincinnati Reds have that that new player where it's like his height, he can like outrun a ground. Oh, Ellie, like an, Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, De La Cruz. He can he can like outrun a grounder, an infield grounder for for a uh, you know like I don't I don't I'm trying not to say steal first, but it's like there's so many different things you get with this height. When it's so out of the ordinary. I mean, we, we watched Tage Thompson last year. I'm not saying that Soderblom is guaranteed or, you know, like that's what we're thinking, like he's projecting as. But you get these benefits of having this extra height on everybody else. And Mike, what you're what you're nailing is like adding to that, like being able to better utilize the height. Um, I brought up Max Boltman's point from The Athletic, and he was talking about Soderblom using the height and more or less the wingspan that comes along with that uh, lengthy skeleton um, and, and being smarter with it. And again, I'll, I'll come back and say, let's not forget this was the prospect tournament. So it had to be 
he looks like one of the smarter players out there. And I'm sorry, Mike, but he should. So that's it's it's good, but yeah, there's there's a whole other level Soderblom can reach. Um, the other shout out I wanted to give because we've been kind of poo pooing Nate Danielson was just five points in two games ain't bad. Um, you know, can like I... you watch the Fantillies and the Bedards get a hat trick, and yeah. you're just like, God damn it! But feel feels pretty good. Yeah, See the, the Bedard hat trick. Uh, that was uh, that was scary impressive, Matt. I don't know how he fires that, that shot. He's goddamn uh, rip he's he's rip shot. Awesome. Yeah, I we're gonna see. I can, it's so crazy. Like it's it's 2023. By 2043, we're gonna see like that wrist shot will be it'll be a staple in the NHL. It's so unique, and he's already ripping them in these in these prospect tournaments. It's not anything like you know, um, Lions draft a particular player and they have some set plays for him. It's just like, no, this is what Bedard, this is the instinct for Bedard. And it gives him the added advantage every time he shoots the puck with this little, like, I don't even know how to describe it. He's changing weight or changing, you know, which side of his body is getting the weight. And it's like, he's bringing the stick, like while leaning to the right, bringing the stick, inside of his right foot and being mm -hmm. able to like completely change the angle, even though the goalie's playing the, where the body is, he's, he can't play where Bedard can. Ah, I don't know why I'm gushing about a Chicago Blackhawk, but goddamn, I almost Mike, he's such a nice guy. I listened to him on 32 thoughts. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I don't know what we're going to do because he's a swell guy. He's amazing to watch. I mean, the only so negative is he's a Chicago Blackhawk, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can hold that against him. It's not his fault. No, he's, he's uh, so me, goddamn charming. For me, I'm getting too old to like hate teams, especially because <laughs> the Red Wings aren't good enough to like have a you know grudge with anybody, like a real yeah. rivalry. So I like rooting for greatness at this juncture of my life, and I guess what I could compare him to is like. Maybe the way Steph Curry like changed the way basketball is played, and now everybody, everybody after that's like, wow, what if we just shot a lot of three pointers? And Bedard's like, well, what if we just started shooting in a way that made it go in the net every time? So it's like now he's like created a new way to like you know be productive offensively, and that kind of like creative creativity and like ingenuity, uh, it doesn't come around very much. So it's it's pretty exciting to see a guy like you know invent um and it's you know not not a gimmick um you know like the michigan goal of our beloved trevor zegris um this, yeah. this looks like a sustainable you know play that you can make from all over the ice not a once in a you know blue moon so this you, this is yep. this is different from zegris no you're absolutely right i that you made like one of the best points i think that uh has come out of this show not a gimmick this is legit him going this is gonna get the puck in the back of the net dad b says i'm already tired of hearing about him well i'm gonna tell you guys about something else you're tired of hearing about we're back with another week of football and DraftKings sportsbook is keeping us in on the nfl action with great offers every single game day new customers could bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner 
DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Mike, I have taken advantage of those offers. It has gone very well. One of them is the no sweat bet. So you just kind of build up this huge, big old parlay and you get everything to knock down. If it doesn't, oh, shoot. Oh, no. Well, I'll get my $10 back. And if it does pay off, holy God damn, does it feel good right now in my DraftKings wallet. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partners of Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 and up varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. Uh, so we have comments of the show. Sure. And... Uh, <laughs> Worst comment of the show, performance art. Use Elmer's a package for Nylander. Performance out. How could you, sir? Bad. It's the hey, time to bad. do it. He had a hot prospect tournament. Light it up. Chewy throws out there giraffe legs. I love it. Logan, we were both at uh, the opening night last year against the Canadians getting to watch Elmer. We won one to nothing, right? Just the Soderblom goal. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was three nothing. Was it? Oh. Yeah, I oh, I might be. Maybe I'm thinking of empty net goals, and he was the only legit goal. I don't know. <laughs> um, Dan, uh, Dan B, take a breath. <laughs> uh, Jared, with another bid for comment of the show, is anyone listening to Matt during this? And I assume by this he means the regularly scheduled program. No, Jared. Um, and then Tur- VA dot Dead Boy. What up, gang? What up, VA Dead Boy? Uh, Jim throws out there. It was three to nothing. But was it two empty netters? I think I'm right. I think Elmer was the only uh, legit goal. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to go back to the books on that one. Um, okay. Um, fine prospect turning to walk away with some fun stuff. Now, the Athletic put together their checklist of uh, year-over-year improvement teams. Um, and they put their checklist together for, like, did your team improve the right way? Uh, new coaching staffs, whether immediately prior to the season or within a year, uh, improved goaltending, whether from bad to great or even just horrible to average, top-end talent entering their prime offensive years, meaningful roster movement, whether for key depth or top-end talent, and a little bit of luck. Now, you can't measure luck. But we love the athletic, right? Like, we love we love our Max Boltman. But uh, the comment here, I think, I think... I think it's like the last paragraph. The Red Wings did hit a lot of our criteria that I just went through. I'm just not sure they hit them particularly hard. It's easy to imagine some degree of improvement, but not some kind of season for the ages. So that last little bit is pretty weak. That That's a super weak, if I may. 
for people that get paid to write, and I don't know if this was Max that wrote this, but to say it's not going to be horrible, but it's not going to be amazing. That's a pretty, you just made a pretty big old <laughs> cap there. But um, I, I unfortunately am only bringing this up uh, because we already got our finishing seventh in the hockey news. Um, this is a, will the Red Wings improve? Yeah. Um, and the answer is, is like, kind of. Uh, so I'm just, I'm, we're excited, right? I think we wanted to see what this first line can make a difference. Like how, how can they make a difference? Here's, here's the, I, I got rid of, uh, some of the fantasy pickups we did last week and made a real lineup here. Yeah, a little bit more legitimate here without, but, um, Elias Pettersson somehow manning the first line. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no Patterson, no Patrick Kane, but you still have a, you still have an okay, result like 95 points does not guarantee you a playoff spot um but this is i still also... see some uh books being cooked as uh simon edmondson is uh the <laughs> second pairing on the left defenseman man where's uh Sherratt? where's where'd he go uh olimata missing as well um hmm, interesting i actually I, I really like this we always get uh poo because i never worry about the bottom six but i've i put a bottom six together for you guys today so you can I don't, I don't know why know. they're the bottom six. There's a lot of tops on that bottom six. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of how I want to transition into the show's topic. Um, so it's like Debrinket, Larkin, Lucas Raymond, right? And the show's topic is who ha- who has the largest gap between floor and ceiling. And I think we're good on Debrinket and Larkin. Like even if Debrinket hits his floor, I think we're all in agreement. Like. Maybe that's not him breaking records for his goal season, or I'm sorry, for a season for goals. But first of all, I mean, we're not going for the cup this year anyway. There's there's going to be the argument to be made, like talent needs to be built up around him as well. So like, even if it's like 29, like he just sneaks into like 29 goals, that won't be the reason like we missed the playoffs. Is that... Does that kind of make sense where I'm going? I also feel fairly confident we're going to get that 30 out of Debrinket this year too. Like, like uh, and, and the I, guy that we've seen hit 40, he's going to yeah. be counted on to do all this stuff. I mean, we've talked about, you know, his history and his best season. I think he was playing with Patrick Kane. Anyway, um, no, we talked about him playing in Ottawa and people are a little maybe a little nervous about the acquisition because we, you know, saw his numbers, you know, flounder a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he didn't seem super excited to be in Ottawa. He didn't seem super excited to be a Senator. Um, and I think that playing in Detroit, playing for a team and a city that he actually, you know, cares about, you know, is from the area, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I think it actually can make a world of difference. Um, He's so be a I'm actually human. I'm actually pretty optimistic um, about what his numbers are going to look like, and um, yeah, I I think it's he's so good that it might be an offensive liability for him to have to be on a line with you know Larkin and Raymond because um, defensively it might get a little tough. And I think that the concession that Lalone would probably make is I'm not moving Debrinket off the first line, like. I think he's going to be so good. It's going to be unquestioned that he's going to be the top minute guy. Um, and it's probably going to be Lucas who, you know, gets, you know, kind of boggled around 
Um, and that's where we might see our boy uh, Rasmussen. So, um, you know, we probably don't want to, you know, talk about lineup combinations, you know, the, the rest of the episode, but it's just that, you know, if we're going to bring up to bring it, I think he's going to be a staple at, you know, line number one. No, I, I mean, that's exactly like my point. And I think, I think you did a good job of, of helping me get to the finish line with that point of like, if the first line's struggling, he's not going to say to you know, where we're going to make the move, probably look in the direction of the guy who hasn't hit 40 goals yet. Um, <laughs> Jared throws out there. We'll back up a little bit. Soderblom got that game winner last year. Raz and Olimato with the empty netters. That's when we started doing the Redwoods, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, Jim Johnson, quick question. Will any of the uh, PTOs make the Red Wings? My answer, no. Well, here's the thing. In the professional tryouts, um, you got... It is it is kind of funny because Mark Pissick is, is is on there. I really leaned into the piss on that one. Um, but our boy Adam Ernie getting that PTO with Edmonton. Oh boy. Um, Sam Gagne getting one with Edmonton as well. Um, I mean, like, is the question like Jim? Is it better to ask? Do we want any of them, or will they get a shot? Um. I don't know. And of course for the wing dings, Artem and Isimov, uh, we'll be jumping the boards. Uh, Josh Bailey's, uh, you know, name to keep, you know, at least a name that we're, uh, a name had some success. Yeah. <laughs> years ago. Like there, there's nobody really on here. That's like jumping off, uh, jumping off the page. You know, we have an Alex chase on, of course, had some fun with day Um, I don't no, know. I'm, I, I, I mean, I think it would be an absolute like emergency situation where you know, yeah. a, a third of the team was involved in a like a roller derby accident and they can't play because um, we have a you know this is a team where we actually have kids uh, in the minors who are like on the cusp and they would probably play if we were even you know if we were a terrible team it, they would probably get minutes. Yeah, is it is it uh, Stanley Cup depth? No. Is there a lot of depth on this team? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, show Jared uh, with a bid for topic of the episode shows topic top or bottom. Ooh, oh, I, I wish I had named the episode Jared that now. or or verse. <laughs> Don't forget that. Um, Dan B, bless your heart. Do the wings have a bottom six? Did you mean that? Positively or even even more negatively that we don't even have a bottom six that we can ice. I mean, last year we always made the argument that there was a bottom nine <laughs> where everyone was interchangeable. Um, Jim says we have too many third pairing D. That's another thing, too, that's interesting with my my little show topic here. Um, just a, interesting to me. I'm making the rules, so if I call it interesting, I'm being an asshole. But um, it's a little conceited. You know, another interesting thing I did here, Mike. Um, okay, I'll make my point. Some of these guys just ass like that ceiling or that floor is going to be pretty low. And I like, just just, we're good. Like we know, like there, there's no chance of them hitting a ceiling. Did I say ceiling? Yeah. Floor is going to be low. There's no chance of them hitting a ceiling to the level that it makes a difference for the team. And they could have a career season, but it's not going to help us get to the playoffs. Um, Sneezy Wheezy, welcome aboard, saying, I like this lineup, vets with kids in key roles, 
Sneezy, you do have to remember that Matt definitely cooked the books on this on this one. Um, there will probably That's, be a Robbie Fabry it. in there. I, he likes I like my lineup. Too. That's what he's saying. It doesn't matter. I like it too. I just want like you to brace yourself books. on opening night. There will be a Fabry in there somewhere. <laughs> um, Curtis saying I would have hated putting on those ugly jerseys and gear every day. I assume he meant for Ottawa because when we were talking about Debrinket. Yeah. Um, and then Jim Johnson. God bless your your positivity, my friend. We will get the second wild card. That would be fun. He also threw in there, Valeno is going to sit. I actually got that vibe with uh, Eiserman's press conference. Uh, was that yesterday or today? Um, not a lot of confidence. A lot of options <laughs> available. But, yeah, I think that, uh, as much as Mike said it, I was cooking the books, I thought it was responsible to say opening night would be Joe Valeno. But, Mike, largest disparity between floor and ceiling I could be wrong, Mike, but I'm putting Lucas Raymond on this list. Now, this isn't in like a list of like who has the lowest floor, who has the highest ceiling. I just went through Jay Fresh and the guys that were top of mind, I picked him out. So again, another way to look at this is is gonna be those guys that if they had that great season, playoffs. If they don't it's possible somebody else could bring us up with, 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 with some play, but also their floor could also drop out. We, we could find out one of these guys is something else, but I, I think this one is particular like this scenario, this uh, story behind Lucas Raymond is more about how high the ceiling is. So maybe his floor, like if I back up here, I mean, it's not like we're looking at like potential Daniel Sprung uh, who had some goals, but was just a nightmare defensively. Like, if anything, we've seen Lucas be a pretty responsible defensive uh, forward. And I, from that point of view, things just completely bottom out. You've got a pretty good middle six forward. But that ceiling is so high. Ceiling so high for Lucas on this one. And the, like, the difference between the floor and, uh, and the ceiling here, I, I think, could do it all. Uh, could get to Brinkett his 40 goals. Could... Uh, help this power play move the puck even better um and and add some more stability with the first line so that it's it's not just everything's on Dylan Larkin's shoulders take us to the finish line my man um and i think all of that stuff if it worked out like all of those mental barriers get broken down uh they're pulverized with a good look like a great lucas raymond season and I don't know if I'm saying something here that everybody's like, wow, Matt, you nailed it. But this is my list. So <laughs> Lucas Raymond is on it. Um, I would say uh, maybe at the top of that list um, with Lucas, it has to be Rasmussen. Um, as far as the floor goes, you know, it, he had a perception that it was, oh, this guy's a bust of a first round pick. You know, we don't even know what kind of production we're going to get out of him. Um, and then we saw how, you know, you know, houses can be made out of brick, uh, you know, but ours was made out of redwoods. And when this guy went down, the entire team collapsed into itself, Matt. Yeah. Um, he's part of the literal structural integrity of this Red Wing house. And, uh, you know, as he's trying to, it looks like he's finally figuring out his body. Uh, we teased him for not being fast. Now he looks faster. 
Uh, here's a guy who looks like he goes faster. Um, <laughs> and it, it really feels like his, his full, like, you know, uh, um, 180 feet, like he's figuring it out. And, you know, I think it's got a lot of us kind of doing the whispers about why isn't this guy going to be getting first line minutes? Cause it, it looks like he, you know, will need some size up there to kind of protect, um, you know, the Larkins and the Debrinkets who aren't, you know, they're willing, but they're not huge guys. So put a little mustard out there, a guy who's, you know, comfortable in front of the net. As far as floor and ceiling goes, the floor was, you know, the disappointment from a couple you, years ago. The ceiling, man, the ceiling, a first line guy that we can count on every, every night. I, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, if you if you look at Jay Fresh's player card, we've got a great representation of like what we're talking about here with like the floor and ceiling. And you could see how he was a bottom 10% player for offense for 2021 and 2022. Um a little bit better, but still bottom half of the league on defense. And then top half of the league, 2022-2023 for defense, and only a quarter of the NHL had a better season from these advanced analytics and the player card that uh, Jay Fresh puts together uh, than Michael Rasmussen, considering the contract, considering the size. We were just talking about how great it is to have these boys that, uh, you know, they, they, they break the, the algorithm or not the algorithm, the um, what's the MX plus B line. Uh, just the, the slope. Yeah, the regular slope, and they're an outlier. You know, like we need we need those bodies, uh, the larger ones that are the outliers on that regular slope. The hell is that called? It's like, right? It's just a regular slope. What's that? What's the normal up and down Z slope? Uh, no idea. All right. It's, it's not even like ringing a bell. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I know that there should be a way that you could graph it out, and it'll be the same little um, arch of data, but yeah. Here, uh, um, Dan, Dan B is... pushing back, by the way. I'm not sold on Rasmussen like some. I need to see him take another step before I'm convinced. Curtis thrown out there parabola. No, because that was that had a bell on it. I'm talking like a straight slope. I don't I don't know. Uh, Blake asked for the PTOs. Here's a link. I'll throw it in the uh, YouTube chat here. You guys can head there and see all the uh, 2023 PTOs. Um, yeah, another guy on this list here. Shane Gostisbehere. You're going to bring a guy in that will absolutely, like, to, to Jim's point, there's too many guys on this team that should be on a third pair. But if we get the Gostas Bear that you could see on here has had success in this league because he will put more pucks on the net than he will allow. Great on defense? Nah. Does he put an, does him and his team when he's out there, do they put enough pucks on net? Yes. Can he help out a second power play unit or even take over the first and put Mo on the second power play unit? Very possible. But there's also a huge floor here. <laughs> I mean, look at the defense. Look at the on on the uh, J Fresh chart here. If you guys again are on YouTube, you can see it. But for the podcast listeners, I mean, defensively, under twenty five percent in uh, twenty twenty one, twenty one, twenty two, probably around fifteen percent. Bottom fifteen percent of the league defensively. 
it's tough to make that work. It's tough to average it out. You really got to put a lot of, you got to be put in the right situations. You really got to be managed. Like when you are hitting the ice, you're starting in the offensive zone because Lalone can't take that chance. Like that's kind of what we're talking about here. And you become like on the flip side, we were talking about the success of Lucas Raymond could solve so many mental issues with, with stuff going on on the first line. You become a major liability for most of the game because you've really got to organize when is the ghost bear hitting the ice because we cannot we can't afford in these close games and goaltending we can, we don't know where that's going we can't afford to just have ghost go out there and statistically over his career we'll give him up so you get power play minutes out of him you can get a guy that can move the puck and help get the puck into the offensive zone but it's that those abilities in on the defensive zone that uh, are really gonna. Uh, that's it. Like that's it. it do you want to take the hit defensively to get some of this offense? But if if you can maybe control it in a way that <sighs> maybe his D partner ends up being Petrie, um, and you can get some more control on what's going on with Shane. Maybe that's what solves the problem here. But. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, also, one-year contract. I don't think we need to worry about some stability here. We just need to kind of get over the hump, and maybe we have something to trade later, you know? Um, but, yeah, I think this is one of those where if you're trying to find, which I'm doing, find the players on this team that if they hit their ceiling, like this is the difference, and also they could be so terrible, they could be the te- the player that brings us out of the playoffs, uh, for sure. Shane has got to be on your list. Yeah, I uh, I think what we kind of forget, too, is I don't forget. Uh, but this team is so bad at scoring. They're so bad. Uh, I, I think since we've been doing this show, as we start season five, uh, they've easily had like negative goal differentials every year in, year out. And last year we had Larkin at 79 points. I think, thank you for trying. David Perron. At age 34, a 56 burger. Then everybody else is 45 and lower, Matt. And it, it gets it drops off quick. Uh 45 Kubalik, Lucas 45, Cop 42, Uncle Momo had 42, and then we start getting 38 for uh Heronic, and then it starts really dropping off. 29 for Rasmussen, and it doesn't get better. So I'm just saying, as far as yeah, he might have a few warts defensively as a defensive defenseman. But I mean, his 41 points would have been like one of the top goal scorers on the Red Wings. Um, he's not far removed. It was just the year before that he had 51 points, which you know is is. But he would have been third on our team. So I'm just saying, it might get a little weird to have actual like goal scoring depth on this team. So no, I know we didn't get Bedard. No, I know there's you know some certain Toronto Maple Leafs that I want on this team that we. <clears throat> haven't acquired yet but you know guys like this that you know we're not even counting on them to be hey you're our top pairing defenseman um we're still going to give you minutes we're still going to let you cook on special teams you know this this is a pretty significant acquisition that's all i'm saying for a team that is so like goal averse they're averse to putting pucks in nets uh this guy it's almost like he shouldn't be a red wing because he's like well I usually put him in. Why are you guys putting him on the outside? Just go like this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
pretty pretty excited about this guy. Um, and it's funny that his floor, I, it's hard to even include him in this uh, discussion because his only poo-poo seasons were when he was hurt. If he's healthy, he's you know gonna probably be top five, top six goal or point scorer for the Red Wings. No, and I it's it's not about just points. Like it's it's got to be what he's given up to. So like, do is it worth it having the guy bringing in the points and you've really got to manage this team and his minutes and everybody else on the ice around him so that he can be in the right spot? Like, is it worth it? Um, you can make the argument it is. I'm just saying. That's that's part of the question here. But also, I mean, we've been we said it before free agency. We said we want to see some guys on this team that can finish. Mike, he is in the top one percent for all defensemen in the league for finishing. We really it's really hard to do better than that. So that's the long and short of it. And that's over a three year span. Uh, So as, as many times like we go through these player cards, and like you could make the argument of like, wow, Rasmussen's season last season was so much better than the last two years. It's too bad that the war doesn't take growth into consideration. Well, in this instance, that's absolutely like this is how, why we measure it this way. But there is the consistency there for Ghost. Um, Curtis throwing out there the emoji Ghost Bear. Got to remember we are throwing that through the rest of the season. Uh, Dan B, he thinks Ghost will be a pleasant addition. Um, and guys, definitely do what I did and gloss over Gustus Bear's um, even strength defense and his no show on the penalty kill because he was trusted for zero of those shifts. <laughs> that's okay. Years. You right. know what? We have guys who can handle that. You just go yeah. out there and get some goals for us. That's fine. Yeah, we'll be good. Uh, we did Rasmussen Comfer. Now, one might argue, one might argue, Mike. That if we could just get like 75% of what Comfort's been doing um, or what he did last year, it's all worth it. However, he got paid like he did because of what he did last year. And he's taken up a juicy spot on this roster and he's going to be doing it for five years. Mike, I did not like this signing at all. I uh, kind of feel the same way about this one as I do about Mr. Andrew Cop. And um, basically, I mean, it plays out like this. Like, I, I, I don't need him to do what he did with Miko Ratnan last year with the Colorado Avalanche. But this is one of those where if it doesn't sniff it, like in the in the position that Comfer's in and what we're asking him to do and like what other players could bring at a cheaper dollar... <laughs> different spots in the lineup but no comfort you are our second line center and um yeah you got paid because you're your nice numbers last year but um to me this this is one that uh, i'm not happy with the signing but if things work out and that's he gets close to that ceiling again that is going to be humongous for this team I mean, to put yourself in this uh, same realm that uh, the Colorado Avalanche can expect, you know, and 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 their lineups, kind of thing. Is that is that starting to does that make sense? Like the guy with his defensive abilities, and then to be able to walk in and bring in the type of offensive game 
that he brought in last year. So it's just, it's just one of those things like that puts your team on a whole nother level where you're, you're arguably looking at like this, what, uh, 30 goals and, uh, 82 games. So it's like more than a goal every three games. It's incredible to count on that for your second line. However, if he's stinky doo-doo, and I would have guessed this before we signed him, um, you know, what do you do with the 5 million that's off your cap now, I guess? So when he's 28, he's going on 29. How old is cop again? What is he, like 50 now? Uh, Just under that at 49. Gotcha. So it's <laughs> um it's there, right? Like the possibility is there and putting all these guys together, like the possibility for playoffs is there, but for me it's just I don't know. Well, uh what's funny is how eerily similar these two players are. Um like in their style and their point production uh between Cop and Comfer. Um and I don't think that it's what we have to be careful of as Red Wing fans is I know that sometimes we're going to see a lot more value in someone like DeBrinket because he's, you know, actually scoring goals and Comfer and Cop are kind of asked to be almost like offensive linemen, you know, where it's, you know, it's kind of a thankless role. We just need you to get in the scrum, win some faceoffs, and yeah, if you can score, that'd be nice. Um, I think my the scary thing for Comfer is that he's really only had one season where he played every single game, and it was last year in his contract season. <laughs> so right. good for him uh, to cash in on that. Uh, previously, you know, he missed a dozen games, and he played. Um, he had a couple where he, you know, basically averages about you know a dozen games missed. You know, sixty-seven, sixty-six, sixty-nine. Um, shout out sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean he's he's an unsexy acquisition and i think that we would like it a little bit more if it wasn't a five-year deal for five million dollars if it was like a three-year deal for nine million i think we'd call this an awesome contract but um yeah i uh i would be shocked if he maintains his his ceiling um i don't know if we've seen his ceiling He's right at that age where you kind of figure it out, you know, 27, then he's going to, we get him for 28, 29, 30 before, you know, that inevitable drop off. Um, So hopefully out of this, you know, five for five, three of those years are worth the five mil. And then we, you know, kind of have to have prospects or some way to move him when he's, you know, in those last couple of years. But yeah, I did. Um, I, I... I was going to say, I did misspeak too, because it was the, I said goals, I meant assists, but I, I, I'm bringing up my favorite player right now on uh, Jay Fresh. Um, Datsu? Oh, uh, just to, Patterson? Just to show you. Oh, God. What we're getting here on our, on our three years. Um, <clears throat> three years. Right? So not just last year, but, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Defensive Forward here. Um yeah, I don't know. He's still, he's still coming back from core surgery. Give him a break. Give him a break, Matt. It's over three years, goddammit. Give him a break, Matt. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> and he's getting paid more than Comfort. Uh, who else do I have on this list? Do I have anybody else? Oh, Mike! <laughs> Your boy! 
Oh, yeah. Here's my yeah. guy. Elmer Soderblom, Mike, has some potential here. I th I think... I don't even know how to measure what the ceiling is, but you know he... I mean, he literally and physically can take massive steps forward. <laughs> um, Skill-wise and mentally, um, you know, is that is that going to happen? But if it did, Mike, and you had your six-foot-eight bruiser whipping that stick up and down the ice. Look at that goals per 60, 99%. <laughs> you know what i wish incredible. is um the nba has this thing where big men uh you know if they're not very good they go to meet with hakeem olajuwon a legendary center for the houston rockets and he teaches them footwork and how to be good at being a center around the bucket i wish that soderblom could do two things i wish he could go to zidane chara camp to learn how to be a gigantic mean person and you know very good at hockey and then I also wish he could, you know, just get a just get a an Airbnb with Bedard just for like a week, you know, and just figure out how to use his gigantic girth to do a similar shot uh, with his weight disparity. And he would be the greatest player of all time. Um, no, as is, uh, you know, if we if we had uh, like an L like this, this Red Wings rant just fell apart and we started a new podcast, you know, it'd be just the Elmer Soderblom, you know, chatting hour. And we just talk about how great he is. Um, no, as far as, you know, his floor, you know, he he did get demoted, right? Because his production kind of waned and, you know, he's still young and learning the NHL game. Um, but man, that ceiling. Which uh, I can't remember who added the comment in there that they were still, they had that, uh, they were thirsty for some, some Holmstrom style hockey. Man, can you imagine this guy blocking out goalies with that giant frame offensively and then defensively just patrolling the blue line and you, you can't get by him because of that reach? Woo! That's yeah, this... I, feel like, I feel like we saw more, more of it at the start of last year and then it's like he started getting away from it. I don't know if that kind of played into... I know I know he got hurt. I don't know if there's like protection going on with the elbows on like parts that were hurt. I, I don't know what was going on, but I, I want to see more of it. Jared throwing out there, gigantic girth. <clears throat> uh, Blake, he's going to be surprising for sure. Corey throws out there, Soderblom should take the Joe V spot. So you, also, welcome well, Corey Manning. I don't think Corey, I did put him before. on the third line on, on my projection here. Um, Blake thrown out there. I want to line with Bergeron, Valeno, and Sprong. On, on the fourth? <laughs> That could be a thing. I'm I'm still yeah. waiting for Valeno to uh you know seduce me in a hockey way. I know he sent us that video of his collarbone, uh, but we're looking for him to you know be a little more you know productive out there for us. Um, I uh I always forget that he did that. Uh, Bergeron's another one I had on my list too. Um, but for Blake, for your point, that that does <laughs> seem like we're talking like bottom six. So does. Is there enough that Bergeron <laughs> can do in the bottom six to make, make the difference? Um, um, real quick, uh, Jared, oh, with yeah. another submission for uh, comment of the episode. Uh, at Blake is the Bergeron Valeno sprong line. Is that line in the press box? 
uh crimson shadow what's going on crimson it's been a while uh elmer will probably make the roster dude is uh too good of a scorer and setup guy to keep him in the ahl he's got too much girth <laughs> girthy gigantic girth um and crimson throws out there too have rasmussen teach elmer how to do it um yeah bergman's on this list uh for me again as 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 the setup Did you just man add him to and... the list because he's got a great clips haircut in his thumbnail yeah as as definitely like to blake's point you know could be a setup man for somewhere around in the bottom six like somebody's gonna need to throw the puck over to sprung i'm i'm hoping for uh more of an opportunity moving him up the lineup a little bit but um we saw a guy last year mike that if he can get those opportunities to move the puck how many times did we see him in the exact right spot to actually put a goal in the back of the net he wasn't even always getting the pass but we brought up so many times in his highlights like rebound off the goalie right to bergen stick and i mean one skate stride one stride of his skates to get to the puck like he's always in good positioning so he's a smart kid um, I think it's going to be about getting that experience, getting that ice time in the NHL. That's going to make the difference. So either we're committed to that or we're not. And we'll find that out this year. Cause I think this is it for Bergeron. Um, it doesn't work out. He gone, but, um, I'd like to see him get that chance. And if that chance comes to fruition, um, it'll mean a lot for this team, but, uh, yeah, I think that's it for show topics. So those are we're all my boys. Close. We're getting close. Yeah, training camp uh, starting. Um, I don't know. There's uh, who cares, but you know there were posts today from the Red Wings X account of uh, what the roster is for training camp, right? Um, so it's fun to see those those uh, X's, those tweets. What do you call that? Um, I like that most uh, publications are calling it. Uh, someone said on X, formerly known as Twitter. So I don't think X is ever going to take off. <laughs> uh, Corey thrown out there. Am I the only one looking forward to seeing what Hall can do for us? Yes. Blake says, I just got here. Blake, I'm sorry. We've, we've been going for an hour, dude. We got we to gotta go. Uh, Dan B starts tomorrow for training camp. Crimson thrown out there. Problem with Joe, he can't win faceoffs. Got to see, we're going to see what happens this year. He's got, I mean, these guys, like, it's so funny. There, there's so many different ways that we look at, you know, these for every sport, like every year we're going to expect Hutch to like take another step for like three more years, like for the Detroit lions, um, for Valeno, like I agree. I crimson, like, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm good on Joe. Like, I, I don't think it's going to work out. But, like, I forget, like, is it possible, like, that's the part of his game that he's really leaning into? Maybe, you know, literally, since he's doing some face-offs, and he's going to get some better leverage, and he knows what's going on. And now he's a legit center we can count on. Like, those are kind of some of those spots where, yes, there's skill involved and, and talent, but uh, you could you could get yourself to a bet, to a higher level with practice. And can he improve to that point? And again, I already gave away. I don't think he can, but uh, it is very possible. And uh, crossing one of those off your list 
gets you an NHL job. So it's like, Joe, here's what you got to do. Can you do it? No, because we need to pay a guy that can do it. So here's your shot. Yeah, nobody hates him. We just we want to see more. That's all. Jim throws out there, Simon's going to be a factor sometime during the season. I hope sooner rather than later. All this talk about him being healthy and ready to go by the opening makes me feel like they've already said, like, yeah, we should probably put Simon in. Um, also, um, Dan B. saying, I signed up to join your league, so you've all been warned. <laughs> it's all over now. Oh, That's yeah. okay, Dan. Uh, I'm not worried at all. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Dan, if you had, uh, you know, uh, GM abilities for the league, I'd be more worried. But knowing that Matt could just snuff out your points at the end of the week, that's the real concern. I wish I knew how to do that. Um, there's a way to I wish points. I knew how to do that. Sneezy Wheezy. Wait, we think Bedard is going to be better than McDavid? I don't think I made that comment in the mm -hmm. show. No. But, uh,. Yeah, why I think, not? I think you're going to be surprised at how good he is. There's I can we can we talk to about McDavid and how much like he's the greatest player in the NHL right now. But Dard is scoring goals because he's manipulating the years of teaching for goaltenders. Bedard, McDavid is really fast and he's incredibly skilled. If McDavid loses a step, what happens? Because Bedard can still rip that wrister. I'm not saying Bedard will be better than McDavid. But I'm saying... Yeah, I'm saying he will. No, I'm just... I'm say, you know what I'm saying? Like, those, there's things that you could keep safe. And would you rather rely upon... If you, if you had to put money down right now... It's kind of hard, right? Because we've seen McDavid for so many years. But if you had to put money down on either a guy being fast 10 years from now or a guy still being able to just like kind of move his shoulder inside and shoot the puck, I'd go with the guy who's going to move his shoulder inside and shoot the puck with three guys barreling down on him. And he's doing it just to make space. I, uh, I don't know. That's where I'd go. So... We're definitely at the point uh, where we're going to start having those conversations, right? We found a guy who does something so unique, like, and he's already proven at every level that it makes a difference. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if it's better, but I think, uh, I don't know. I just didn't think that it would be that, uh, like, jaw dropping uh, this quickly. So, yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I, I'm going to say it again. I, uh, you love being I'm a getting turtle? too old. I'm getting too old to hate him because he's a Blackhawk. I just want to see great too old for this shit. <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah, I think that he's, he's going to have some greatness, uh, this season. I think it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Um, last comment. Sorry, everybody. Jim Johnson, McDavid's line mate, line mate would look good in Detroit. Yeah. Let's bring, let's bring dry over here. Or do you mean Dylan Holloway? All right, that wasn't funny. Bye, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Oh, wait, uh, not next week, but the week following. We're going to take a week off next week because Matt's going to be in an aeroplane. <gasps> Matthew, bye. I know, I apologize. All right, see you guys. It's been fun. Appreciate you guys working with us on the timing. 
the we're late. All right, bye.